Podcast Help Desk number 32 for December 1st, 2014. Rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. The Podcast Help Desk is where we go deep into the technology of podcasting, help you with the problems you may run into, and when we have a chance, review new gadgets, services, and solutions for podcasters. To keep your podcast running smoothly, it takes some tech. That's what Podcast Help Desk is here for, to smooth out the geek speak and put it in more or less plain English. The main audience for this podcast is those who have podcasts and want to tweak the tech to get better sound, a better website, a more reliable feed, or a more streamlined workflow. Also, for podcasting beginners that don't want to make all the mistakes themselves. Here's your host, Mike Dell. This podcast is part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. And thanks, Richard, for the uh, TPN announcement. And uh, that rabbit, rabbit, rabbit thing uh, comes from uh, Chick McGee from the Bob and Tom show. He always says that on the first of the month when he broadcasts. He says it's for good luck. So eh, good luck. Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon. This is Mike. And uh, let's see, we've got a little bit of news to talk about right here at the beginning. I'm sure unless you were living under a rock, you've heard that Podcast One demanded that all our podcasts be removed from Stitcher, which uh, Stitcher is the number one platform on Android and the number two platform overall for listening to podcasts. So I don't know if that was a, a good move on their part or not. Uh Norm Pettitz uh, from uh, uh, Podcast One, I'm trying to think. Of, anyway, he, he did uh, Westwood One Radio and now is doing Podcast One as part of it. And, of course, our friend uh, Rob Greenley uh, works for him. Uh, I haven't heard from Rob on this, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure we will at some point. But uh, Sean Thorpe over at Podcaster News uh, wrote up an article and then actually got to interview Norm, and uh, I've got links in the show notes to uh, those two posts, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I really have a, an opinion on it. It's their content. If they don't want it on Stitcher, well, then so be it. That's that's all hunky-peachy with me, but uh, I don't know if that's a, a good move or not, but then again, a lot of their shows are celebrities, and it doesn't really matter where they're at, uh, they're going to, you know, their fans are going to find them. So, you know, in fact, who was it? Rob was talking about on uh, the new media show that some of the podcasts, like, uh, was it Snooky? <laughs> I don't even know who Snooky is, but I know she's some sort of reality star. Uh, her podcast uh, did ridiculously good numbers, but didn't do good on iTunes because nobody, none of her fans really used iTunes. They all just went right to the website and listened to it. So, you know, it all depends. I guess, uh, I guess they have their reasons. And uh, Norm did a pretty good interview there. He, he laid out what the issues were. I'm not going to go into it here. I'll let you guys uh, listen for yourself. And there was a, another story over at socialfresh.com by Nick Surreal. Surreal? I don't know. At C-I-C-E-R-O. <laughs> However you pronounce that. But anyway, he posted an article around an infographic. And I'm not really a fan of infographics, but this one is 
pretty interesting. It shows a lot of uh, statistics about the podcast space and and why maybe it's becoming more popular. Uh, You know, like number of podcast listeners now, it's nearly one in three Americans have listened to a podcast. Uh, 15% of Americans have listened to a podcast in the past month. Uh, 54% of podcast listeners are men. 51% of podcasts in the U.S. are listened to on a mobile device. I would have thought that'd be higher, but anyway, and it goes into a lot of the demographics, and of course it mentions Apple. Uh, iTunes surpassed 1 billion subscriptions to podcasts in the iTunes application that goes on computers. I'm assuming that's what they're talking about, not the uh, podcasts app. And along that same lines, uh, I, I saw a picture of the uh, Apple in-car, I don't know what that's called, but where your iPhone interfaces with the dash officially, and uh, the podcast app is front and center. So it's going to be a lot of people listening in cars. You know, an interesting part of the graphic here, and like I said, I have a link to that over in the show notes if you want to follow along. But, uh, you know, you, you know, back in the day, you know, uh, business education, you know, like sa- salesmen that were on the road would get all their information starting with newspapers and then later on listening to the radio. Of course, you can't take that really while you're traveling. And then, you know, books seem to be the predominant one. And books you could do as long as you weren't driving, uh, you know, if you were waiting for a meeting or whatever, so that was good. Then cassettes for in the car, and then, of course, cassettes evolved into CDs, and then uh, MP3s for the iPod and other MP3 players, and then it's moved on to the smartphone and tablets. And, you know, it's like, oh, I don't know, the old Earl Nightingale uh, recordings, uh, the motivational Zig Ziglar and all that, you know. You could get that on in books, on cassettes and CDs, and then later on for the iPod and other MP3 players. And Now, like I said, you can get it through your smartphone or tablets. The three benefits of podcasting over the others is you can listen to them on demand 24-7. You can even customize the content. And we all know this stuff, but this is the infographic. You can customize the content by selecting shows, episodes, topics, and so on relative to your interests. And they're portable and mostly free. And let's see. Uh, like I said, I'm just scrolling down through here. Number of podcast listeners. We went through the increase of mobile technology. This is kind of cool. 80% of the world's population now owns a mobile phone. One in every seven people on the planet. And out of those phones, 35% of them are smartphones. You know, even some of the so-called dumb phones have some podcast capability or MP3 listening capability, which is the same thing with a little more work. Uh, let's see, that's out of the 5 billion mobile phones worldwide, uh, two of, oh, nearly two of the five, okay, two billion out of the 5 billion mo- are mobile phones out there are smartphones. That's worldwide. Uh, that's pretty crazy. And... Uh, Podcasts, uh, let's see, yeah, there's all kinds of podcast technology they're showing here in the graphic. Like I said, you got to look at it. It's, it's kind of cool. That, that was uh, brought to you by a website that I just discovered and will be submitting my podcasts to. 
I don't know how much traction I'll get on there, but it's uh, marketingpodcasts.com, and you can submit your podcast to their podcast directory. And like we were talking about last week, kind of got to be everywhere, so why not be there? It uh, looks like a, a well-put-together site that I'll be exploring in detail. So the main topic this week that I wanted to talk about is paid podcasting. Or, you know, should I charge for my podcast? Can I charge for my podcast? Well, to be honest with you, I'm not really a fan of paid content, you know, delivered as podcasts. It does work for a select few audiences, but it doesn't do anything to really gain listeners. It's usually, you know, like Rush Limbaugh, Bob and Tom, you know, a lot of the a lot of the big celebrity radio guys have the podcast version of their radio show as a paid download. That makes sense. And, you know, to get it via podcasting is, you know, sort of makes sense. But, uh, you know, as I look at it, most podcasters have enough trouble getting listeners when it's free and easy. Uh, you know, if you charge for your content, that puts a giant block. I mean, you know, the rate you know rate of people signing up for paid content you know and, and you know as 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 you know most statistics are made up on the spot but i would just hazard a guess that it's not any better than the junk mail as far as the uh, the uh, ter- uh, what do they call it the the response rate so if 100 people stop by your website and it says, you know, click here for the podcast, and, and you've got a paywall there. Well, you know, unless what you're doing is extremely compelling or you're famous in your own right, you know, but if they don't know anything about you other than uh, your website or however else they find you, you know, that's that response isn't going to be better any better than junk mail, and junk, junk mail has a less than 1% response rate. You know, if, if you get a consistent 1% sending out junk mail, you're doing pretty good. So, you know, unless you've got massive traffic to your website, that's really not generally a good plan. There are ways to do it, and since we do cover the technical side of things, there's ways to do it with WordPress, you know, using WordPress plugins for a subscription site, you know, kind of like Wishlist Member, and, and there's a bunch of others. Dave over at School of Podcasting uses a different one. I can't remember what he said that was, but uh, I'm sure I'm sure I'll figure it out and post it later. But uh, you know, so it is possible, and and the way Dave does it over there is kind of the way I would do it if I was going for paid content. And actually, I do have a, a subscription site, but it has nothing to do with podcasting, and it works for what it is. But like. Say I was going to, you know, put out some bonus content here on podcasthelpdesk.com that I wanted to charge for, I wouldn't uh, put it out as a podcast. I would use the podcast to let everybody know, hey, I've got this new thing over here, and for $10 a month, you can go do that. And I'm not saying I'm not going to do that. I'm probably not going to do that because, you know, I like giving it away, and I earn money in other ways. This is... uh, just a way of communicating, which is what I like. And 
So, but you know, like I said, you could do audios or videos from a protected page and you know, you don't need to have an RSS feed. You don't need to worry about whether iTunes can deal with your passwords or not. And, or you could just sell it outright on iTunes, you know, sell it like a, as a musician would, you know, you can do that spoken content, uh, up on iTunes and, but totally separate from the podcast world. And I think that's a better way of going about it. But if you insist on doing it, there are ways to do it. Uh, I haven't seen any great, easy ways to do it, but do your research on you know, WordPress plugins and uh, other systems like that. It's, you know, it's a possible content or a, you know money stream, monetary stream, income stream. There we go. Had to get the right uh, entrepreneur uh, <laughs> entrepreneur terminology there. Yeah, it's a, it's a good possible income stream, but you know, there's way few circumstances where that makes any sense to me, you know, for most podcasters. But like I said, your mileage may vary. And if you're already famous in some other world or you've got a website that's authoritative in its field, such as the one that I have for uh, listening to Aircraft Communications, flightradio.com, which uh, is a paid site. It's only $10 for a lifetime subscription, so, you know, it's not a big barrier, but it's a barrier enough, and it actually pays me enough to uh, keep keep the lights on and keep it updated. So, like I said, I'm not going for the big time there either, just uh, just another, another way to sell a book, really. I've got my books out there, and uh, <laughs> if you sign up for a lifetime membership for $10, you can download the books. <laughs> anyway... And you can, of course, order the paper version. But anyway, we weren't here to talk about that. We're here to uh, answer a question this week. Got a question from Mike Winter. He says, I have a Radio Shack 4-channel mixer with a quarter-inch jack output. He's discovered that he can't record into an iPhone. So he tried a digital recorder and discovered it only recorded in mono. Is that a problem? And is there a way to record in stereo? Well, there's several ways to approach this. It depends on the situation. Now, when you say it recorded only in mono, I'm going to assume it recorded to either the left or the right channel of a stereo file if you're using a digital recorder. Or if you have a mono digital recorder, then no, it doesn't make any difference. Uh, Mono files work great for podcasting. Uh, not for music, but for uh, spoken word. And the uh, type of mixer you have is, you know, most of those Radio Shack ones aren't really meant for broadcast or podcasting. They're more for PA systems. So, I mean, they do work. I actually have a couple of those laying around that I used once upon a time, and uh, they're fine. But uh, what comes out of the output of the mixer if it's in mono and it records in mono to your digital recorder, no problem. If you've got a stereo input on your digital recorder and it only records to one of the two channels, either left or right, then you can go into your audio editing software like Audition or, or the free one Audacity or whatever one you happen to have 
and there's a way to clone the left or right track and put it in the other side, and then you make what's known as a joint stereo file that works. Or you can get a mono to stereo adapter. You go down to Radio Shack if they're still around. You know, this is recorded in December 2014, and Radio Shack may not be around forever, or at least not for the life of this file, so your mileage may vary. Go to Amazon and look for one. But just get a uh, stereo to mono adapter, you know, get whatever the output of the mixer. Get that in mono, if it's a mono output, and get a stereo adapter for the input of your recording device. Either, you know, you can get an adapter for an iPhone. In fact, I have one in my uh, portable kit where it uh, it's a little Y thing, you know, not Y, it's a little b- block and it's got the mic and the headphones separated out, which gives you two things. It gives you, uh, you can plug your headphones into the headphone part and actually listen to what the microphone sounds like. And it, you know, gives you a stereo input for a microphone. And in my case, I use a stereo 3.5 millimeter jack to XLR. Plugs into the base of my XLR mic. That inputs into the iPhone. And, you know, I haven't used that for anything I've put out yet, but I've got it available. I use my digital recorder, but it will work on an iPhone also. Or you get an I, uh, Y adapter, you know, two mono, one quarter inch into a 3.5 stereo jack. And I got a link to that in the show notes. If it does indeed have a left and a right output, you can combine those into a one output using that double cable. But that brings me to another question about the microphone. So hopefully Mike out there will uh, get back with me and we can uh, figure it out and get it get him set up. But the question I would have is, what kind of microphone are you using? Are you using a XLR or is it a, a quarter-inch mono plug that plugs into the mixer? Or, like I said, or XLR. That doesn't really make a lot of difference except... Uh, you know, you got to have the right adapters for the right thing. But all microphones are, well, okay, I'll say all microphones, you know, not not counting, you know, capsules that have two elements in it and do record in, quote-unquote, stereo. But like what I'm talking into right now, the ILPR40, it's a big, large diaphragm dynamic microphone, and it's plugged into my mixer in one channel. And that records, or that is a mono channel. But my mixer does split that into a stereo track uh, through its output. But I can also output the left or the right. So if you wanted to record in, t- you know, two channels, you'd have to have two microphones and have them set up, you know, wherever, you, however you'd want them to separate stereo. But if you're just talking, you don't need stereo. Joint mono or just plain mono is it's just fine. So. Uh, Give me a little more detail about the mixer you got there, Mike, and uh, we'll continue this conversation. Uh, it's always good to uh, repurpose older mixers and and whatnot. And like I said, I've done a lot of that myself. Uh, this is probably the sixth or seventh mixer that I've that I've owned, <laughs> and uh, this one probably will be. Uh, enough for the foreseeable future at uh, the Mike Dell's World Studios here in Traverse City, Michigan. <laughs> anyway, uh, 
Let's see. Let's go on to the blueberry tip of the week. And had a lot of uh, discussion about stats, a lot of questions. I get a lot of questions about stats. So I figured just go over a little bit of, you know, the, the, the way stats work at Blueberry and stats in general. Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of ways of getting stats and there's a lot of different stats you can get. And, you know, like a lot of, a lot of people use like Google Analytics. Well, Google Analytics is great for website stats. And, you know, that's, that's all uh, hunky-dory, but it's not good for podcast stats. Uh, just not the, not the same animal. And I'm loading up my pages here. But so like web statistics measure user interaction with a website through a web browser. And then there's some advanced services that can track when links are clicked and how long the visitor remains on the site. And the purpose is to measure the, the read on given pages. But media statistics measure all media downloads with a web browser or not, you know, which is nice because it's not exclusive to the web browsers. It does, you know, like Blueberry Stats, Lipson Stats, uh, what is the other one? Uh, that Podomatic, uh, PodTrack, there we go, PodTrack stats, and, and I'm sure other stats, other media stats work similarly, but they'll track, you know, like when somebody clicks the play button on your website, uh, they'll track that that, that is a download. Uh, if someone clicks the download button, they'll track that as a download. If someone subscribes to it in, in uh, the podcast's app, that records a download, you know, whereas your Google Analytics will only count people that click the download link and it'll only click the fact that it'll only count the fact that the download link was clicked. Now, if it's counting, uh, say, requests, that could be vastly inflated because as it's trying to stream the file, it could get 50, 60 requests for the same file from the same IP while it's downloading chunks of your show, you know, because to be podcast compatible, you've got to have byte range requests. And every time it requests a new byte range, it counts another click on the odometer, so to speak. So instead of one download for somebody playing it on your site with Google Analytics and a lot of other web statistics, you're going to get 50, 60, 100, 250, who knows, uh, quote-unquote, requests for that MP3 file. So that's not a good measure. You know, and uh, I'm just you know, going through here point by point. Uh, and as far as getting an idea of how many subscribers you have, it's not exactly possible to, de to detect someone subscribed to a podcast or whether they're not, but like in iTunes. You know, you can pretty much, you know, I would say 90% of the time deduce that anybody that downloaded using the podcast app in iTunes, or I mean on an iPhone or iThingy, or someone in the iTunes application for a computer, you know, nine times out of ten, 90% of the time, it's going to most likely be through subscription. You know, uh, Stitcher... 
you know, that might be 60%. Like I said, I'm making up these statistics as they go along, but I'm guessing. Educated guess. So, you know, you can kind of infer how many subscribers you have. Now, FeedBurner, of course, has the, the famous number of subscribers thing, which is wildly inaccurate because it basically counts up the number of times your feed was hit in the last say 24 hours. I don't know their exact algorithm on that, but you know, just say it's, it's a fixed time. It just adds those all up and counts them up. That can be, that give you a ballpark idea, but if you don't say you don't put anything out for a couple of weeks and all the uh, pod catchers that are subscribed to your feed burner feed, uh, go on the, uh, well, they haven't had anything in a few days, so we're only going to check every two days now. Or something like that. So, you know, it's it's not an accurate statistic uh, to, to go by. It, it might give you an idea, but it's not worth using feed burner for that. And we've gone over that at nauseum. So let's quit beating that dead horse. And, uh, you know, our statistics at Blueberry, uh, you know, you can get them for free. That's That's one thing. You don't have to don't have to buy the premium statistics. The premium statistics, you know, only give you some extra insight in there. But if you're just interested in rare, you know, raw download numbers and, and a little bit about, you know, your your downloads, or you want to check it against some other statistics that you're using, you know, say you want it, you wanted to uh, host on Libsyn, but you wanted to, you know, check your Libsyn stats against your Blueberry stats, and you can do that. Lips and stats will be slightly inflated because there will be some people that, even though you don't publicize it, will find your lips and listing and not go through your WordPress site. And those won't be counted in the Blueberry stats because lips and uh, it's, they're coming directly from lips and without going through your redirect at your own website. So, but it's free, it's not that hard to set up. We've got uh, tutorials over at uh, create.blueberry.com that'll show you how to set that up. You do have to uh, put your show in the Blueberry directory, which you should anyway, as we discussed last week, as far as being everywhere. And uh, you can join the Blueberry network without buying anything. It's all free. And set up your stats over there and, uh, you know, just follow the instructions. If you run into trouble, you know who to call or who to email in this case. But uh, nonetheless, uh, statistics, you know, they, they can be important. The other thing about statistics, a lot of people get obsessed with them. And they'll, you know, obsessively check them every two hours. Well, first off, if you're on the free Blueberry stats, it's only going to update once a day anyway. And it's going to take it at least a day to start populating your reports. So you know, there's no sense downloading it and then running over there to see, see that it clicked up one. <laughs> That's not how it works. Ours are accurate, but they're not real time. Uh, but, you know, so don't check your stats more than once a day. And don't worry that, oh, wow, I only got 55 downloads. Well, as I've said a hundred times, if you're in a room with 55 people that you got to entertain for the next 30 to 45 minutes, it turns into a lot more people than it seems. And it will grow. Stay consistent. It will grow uh, as long as you're uh, doing things right and doing things of interest. That's that's the whole key to this thing. So, but 
not too much technical nitty gritty in there. If uh, you guys want a little more technical nitty gritty about the stats, uh, feel free to ask the question. I walked through the damp, foggy streets, my mind swirling. So much content, so many podcasts. How do I find the best? Then it hit me, like a big blue neon sign flashing through the mist. Blueberry. All I had to do was drop the ease and go to Blueberry.com. Blueberry, the digital media interface for consumers, creators, and advertisers. And of course, if you do want to sign up for paid statistics or hosting over at Blueberry.com, Use the promo code NOBS, N-O-B-S, all together for a free month at any level of, of hosting or the monthly stats package, and uh, I'll benefit from that, and you'll benefit for having a free month. And no, I don't have a Lipson code yet. Uh, I may yet sign up for one of those if uh, anybody's interested, but uh, for the time being, we'll stick with Blueberry since... Uh, since that's who uh, I use. And I think that's going to do it for this week. Uh, I'd like to uh, thank uh, Sean and, and uh, Podcaster News there for that uh, good interview with Norm. So go check that out, as I said, at the top of the show. And uh, if you'd like to uh, help support this show, uh, over on the right-hand sidebar of podcasthelpdesk.com you'll find that I have well, of course the link to uh, blueberry if you want to take a you know take a part in that free 30 day of media hosting or if you're gonna go to Amazon it's Christmas time today's cyber Monday if you want to go to Amazon it doesn't cost you anymore click on the the big uh, Amazon banner on the right side towards the bottom of podcasthelpdesk.com, and you click there first, then go do your shopping at Amazon. I get a little bit, and it doesn't cost you any more. helps me out. And, of course, if you don't have hosting yet, click on the uh, Bluehost banner for only $6.95 a month. They've got uh, hosting for WordPress, and I believe that comes with a domain name. So if you're ready to podcast, click on that banner or use... Uh, I don't know if there's such a thing as a promo code. So click on the Bluehost banner over there and sign up for hosting. And when you do, send me the info that you have, and I'll give you a free hour of consulting and get you set up with WordPress, PowerPress, and get your first episode up on iTunes and the rest. It's such a deal. So if you use that, just let me know. Of course, we're part of the Blueberry Network, we're part of the Tech Podcasts Network, and we're also part of Two Thumbs Up Media. That's a, another podcast directory. And uh, let's see who's uh, featured on the front page of Two Thumbs Up. Uh, oh, the, the Oh So Pinteresting Show, the Dr. Vibe Show, Skincare Talk Radio, and the Barbecue Central Show. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of good shows over there if you're interested. Oh, of course, over on the other side, we got the Podcaster Studio. It's Ray Ortega and School of Podcasting from Dave Jackson. And I'd rather be podcasting. 
that's a new one I've never seen. I'll have to uh, make a mental note to check that one. So, if it's a podcast called I'd Rather Be Podcasting, wouldn't you, in fact, be podcasting? <laughs> anyway, don't know anything about it. I will find out and report back. Until then, catch me later. Thanks for listening to the Podcast Help Desk. If you would like Mike to answer your question on the show, email podcasthelpdesk at gmail.com or better yet, record a voice message at podcasthelpdesk.com. See you next time.